You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Sunnyside Up. I'm your host, Anoop. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Raja Narula on traditional marketing to digital marketing. Our guest for today, Raja, is based out of Singapore. Raja Narula heads B2B marketing for Google's advertising business in Singapore, Malaysia, and South Asia markets. Prior to Google, he was working with Johnson & Johnson. With more than 15 years of experience in marketing across multiple industries, he's passionate about helping businesses grow by finding their unique sweet spot at the intersection of marketing and technology. Raja, I'm super excited to talk to you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Really excited to be here. So, Raja, can you give us your view on the current landscape of digital marketing and traditional marketing? Well, I know this is the topic we've been discussing. Probably put a little bit of a spin on it. I'd not call it traditional and digital marketing. I'd probably call it traditional and modern marketing because I think digital marketing is not really something different from marketing. It's not a separate field of marketing. It's the natural evolution of marketing. So marketing's goal, and this is what we learned back in B-School, the way Philip Kotler defines it is to identify a need. So work with consumers to identify what is it that they really need. Work with the product experts to build a product that is going to satisfy that need. And then ultimately as a marketer, successfully communicate the benefit of your product to your consumers so that they buy more and more of it versus competition Or if there is no competition, then they're just buying more and more of your product. I think that core truth about marketing remains. It's the manner in which we take the message out. That's something that's always evolving. So earlier, around the mid-1950s, TV made an advent. And what used to be primarily print marketing started making a shift to TV advertising. So there was a new format, a new channel for advertising that came with TV. And then once internet came, there was another channel And there were newer and newer ways of doing marketing. So digital or digital media and digital technology has become a part of the way consumers engage with their environment. It's becoming a part of consumer behavior and marketers need to adopt it amongst the other things that they do to be successful at what they're supposed to be doing. So the way I see this is there was marketing that we used to do in the pre-internet era, which is what we classify as traditional marketing. And now in the post-internet era, which is evolving very, very rapidly, there is a different set of tools and devices and technologies and a slightly different mindset that we need to apply. One truth that remains is that to be a successful marketer or to be successful at any profession, you need to keep evolving. And I think that's what marketers need to do more than ever now. So according to you, can digital and traditional marketing work together? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think, again, going back to the fundamental truth of marketing, you need to get your message out to as many people as possible in the most credible, relevant fashion. You have to use different media to get that message out. And we're all business people. So we always have to strike a balance between what is going to be really successful and how much money it's going to cost us. So if traditional media and we're calling 
the likes of TV and print traditional media here. They get classified as traditional media, while I don't really think they're really traditional because they're as relevant and as uh, up-to-date today as they were in the past. But using these media, along with new digital technologies to reach your consumers is super relevant and super important. I'm a marketer myself, so I always try and look for the best and the most cost-effective ways of reaching my consumer. And if a traditional platform gives me that reach and that efficacy and that impact, I would always use it along with some the new digital media and technology. So short answer, yes, they have to work together. They have to work well together. And I think that is the challenge in front of marketers to see what is the balance that they achieve in platforms that they've been using and they know so well. And these new evolving emerging platforms which get classified as digital marketing, how do they strike the perfect balance between those? With the increasing need to have tailored experiences and deep relationship, how is the whole traditional versus digital working currently? Tailored experiences are highly desirable. I think as any human being, any person wants something that's super relevant and super customized to them. With industrialization and mass production, what we came to expect was that there is comfort and ease in getting things which look similar and which are not super customized to you. They come cheaper, they come quicker. So people got accustomed to that. What's happening with the advent of newer technologies is, and I'd say in the, even in the world of internet, with the advent of mobile phones and apps specifically, is people are getting used to information and experiences being served to them, which are super, super relevant. Again, at the heart of this is the availability of data and the ability to customize those experiences on the fly. And now when you're using customized experiences, super relevant experiences, on the one hand, in one aspect of your life, you start expecting that same customization and relevance in anything else that you do. So let's say today, when you're trying to book a cab, let's say one of the ride hailing apps, you know that the app will throw up your most preferred pickup location and your most preferred drop-off location. And you've started expecting it. You're used to it. And if if you have to wait, let's say, more than three minutes to get a cab, you'll probably find it to be a very sour experience. You've very quickly forgotten that just a few years back, you probably had to wait hours and hours by the side of a road to get a cab. But now you've forgotten about it. You've become very quickly used to this new experience and the fact that this app can serve such a relevant customized experience. Now, when you try and go to another platform, let's say when you're watching videos, If again, you get something that's not super customized or super relevant, you are going to get upset about it. Even if your comparison here is with TV, where you're watching the same program as everybody else in the family, but you've started your mindsets changed because you're experiencing that in one aspect of your life and you carry that expectation to every other aspect of your life. And if a platform service provider is not able to give you that, you won't be very happy. And similarly, if an advertiser is not able to give you that, you probably will not have a very high opinion about the brand. I think digital allows you to customize to a very high degree. Traditional media can also allow you to do it. It's just very, very resource intensive and cumbersome, which is why it doesn't happen that often. Great. Have you ever used traditional marketing to heighten digital marketing? Well, I I used to do that early on in my career. When uh, back in India, I used to work on consumer brands and uh, social media, digital marketing was just about starting out. They were not as evolved, nowhere near as evolved as what they are right now. But everyone knew that this is going to be the future. 
we could see from the Western markets the way and the speed at which consumers are adopting this and brands are adopting this. So we also wanted to do something. We were dipping our toes in the digital waters. And at that point in time, we used to always rely or our thinking always used to start from how we'd always done marketing. So let's say if you're launching a brand, the first thing you think of would be to do a big launch TV commercial and then try and put that same TV commercial on video platforms or social media without really appreciating the fact that what works on one medium doesn't necessarily always work on every other medium. And I think that's that's the evolution that marketers have gone through. And even the advertising service providers, the tech platforms have gone through to educate advertisers to build creatives which are relevant to that platform. To answer your question, I think digital and traditional media have to go hand in hand. What that means is there has to be a central idea and then we have to think of how does it come alive across all of these different platforms, which platform would lend itself more to the idea and to the consumer segment that you want to go and speak to. So that is how much they go hand in hand. But any further than that, I won't try and stretch this synergy. I won't try and say that I build for one platform and then try and extrapolate it to the other because in my experience that that would fail more often than not. There is a lot of discussion happening around data and privacy right now. What are some of the trends that you're seeing right now? This is a very hot space right now. There is a lot of action happening. It's also a very sensitive space for a lot of people. So I think what we need to be mindful of is that data is double-edged sword. On the one hand, it can allow us to do a very good job of being super relevant to our customers, giving them the information that's going to be most helpful to them and most beneficial to them. But it also comes with the risk of consumers feeling like their privacy has been intruded upon. And that's a very real threat, a very real challenge. And that's something that advertisers need to be super clear about. So I think the one big trend that I'm seeing is advertisers and tech platforms becoming super sensitive about how consumers' data is being used. There are also a lot of regulations happening, coming up. Governments are becoming more and more sensitive to this. And they're coming up with newer regulations to make sure that data is something that belongs to the consumers and they should have control over how it's shared. So consumers themselves are becoming far more sensitive of how their data gets used. In some parts of the world, you see them ahead on that curve of sensitivity. In other parts of the world, not so much. So... The trend that's coming in is there is more regulation, there's more sensitivity from the side of the consumers. There needs to be more sensitivity from tech platforms, which is happening, and from advertisers, which is also happening. So what advertisers need to do is to keep using data, but use it in a responsible manner to make sure that they're not impinging on anybody's privacy. And at the same time, they're using it to be helpful to their consumers either through the products that they build or through the messaging that they show to them. Great. What would you say are your most powerful attributes as a digital marketer? (laughs) To be honest, in my current role, I am tasked with getting advertisers to become more savvy digital marketers. So I don't end up doing the end digital marketing myself. My job is to play the bridge between technology and uh, a tech platform and advertisers who need to use it, make sure they see value in using it, and then they know the best way of how to use it to be able to get the most value out of it. Again, in my previous roles, I've been a digital marketer, but what I believe is my secret sauce or should be anybody's secret sauce is to remain true to the principles of marketing. 
stay focused on the role that I said early on, which is you need to identify what your consumers need, what that customer insight is. You need to build a great product and then you need to find the best way to communicate it to your consumers. If you stay true to that and to stay true to that, if you are willing to keep evolving the manner in which you're doing it, I think you will always be successful. So there are some 10, 20, maybe 100 different technologies, media platforms, advertising platforms that are available to you right now. The truth is a lot of these platforms will not be around or will not be as relevant five years down the line or 10 years down the line. They will evolve. That's what's happened with traditional marketing versus digital marketing. That's what we are discussing. But what's contemporary now will not be contemporary five years down the line. As a marketer, your core job will still remain the same, which is what I outlined. So you have to be, there's this maxim that I heard early on in my, when I was studying engineering. And I think that applies super well to, it's super relevant in this context. You have to be willing to learn, unlearn and relearn constantly. So you have to, you learn something today, you deploy it. You always stay on the lookout for what's next, what's going to allow you to be super relevant, super competitive, and make sure you're at the cutting edge of technology. And then you learn that technology. So you, you have to keep leaving your past behind and keep adopting newer technologies, newer platforms to continue being successful. I think if, if you do that, that should be the secret sauce, which is not so secret. So Raja, are there any books, blog, newsletter or website that you'd love to recommend to our listeners? I'd highly recommend a book called Abundance. The future is better than you think. This is a book by two people, Peter Diamandis and uh, Stephen Kotler. And I simply love this book because the world that we live in, we hear a lot of negativity around technology. There's a lot of fear around technology. But this book portrays the advances that we've made as humanity and how far we've come and the role technology has had to play in that. It gives it a very positive spin with some very concrete examples. So I think if you, if you read this book, you'd feel far more optimistic and positive about technology and uh, the kind of difference that it can make to our world, not just to advertising and marketing, but generally to the quality of lives that we lead. So it's a very hopeful, positive, optimistic book and a very light and interesting read. Great. Really love listening to you. And I'm sure even our viewers would appreciate you taking some time off your busy schedule to be a part of this. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV.